Welcome to episode 6 of the Rise Like a Phoenix podcast. I hope everyone has had a wonderful week. And if it's your first time listening to this podcast, my name is Christina and I am a certified professional life coach in Singapore. I used to be a troubled young woman who had many issues growing up. The list includes peer pressure, school bullying, eating disorders, low self-esteem and a feeling that I didn't belong. Throughout my transformation journey, I learned many valuable life lessons both in my personal and professional life and my goal is to share my experiences, thoughts and knowledge through this podcast to help someone going through a similar experience I had in the past to overcome their challenges. So without further ado, let's dive into today's topic, having the courage to say yes. In this world where it's extremely common to say no, it takes a lot of courage to say yes. We have been conditioned to say no from a very young age. I don't know if it's the same for you, but when I was a toddler, one of my first words was no, which quickly became my favorite word. I notice it applies to all the kids I have met too, including my own children. As toddlers and adolescents, we use no to differentiate ourselves from our parents, friends and environment. Saying no is how we started to control what was happening around us or at least how we tried to control them because things did not always go our way, did they? Saying no not only helped us gain a sense of control, it also helped us discover and develop our earliest sense of personal boundaries and that's a lot of significance wrapped up in a short two-letter word. The word no is not a bad thing if used appropriately. Permitting yourself to say no to certain things that do not serve you can keep you out of trouble and liberates you from committing to things that you do not feel like doing. The problem happens when no starts to take on a life of its own and when that life is yours. Life is all about change. We all know that change is inevitable and constant. No sometimes becomes a hurdle that slows down that change or attempting to stop it altogether. It is an armor that we figuratively wear to protect ourselves from having to experience discomfort arising from anything different or new. Instead of riding the wave of change into a life full of exciting opportunities and possibilities, we use no as a chain to keep us safely confined to the kids' pool, so to speak. Saying no to protect ourselves from change is like a puppy poking its head under covers, mistakenly assuming that it's fully concealed. Change is going to happen whether you like it or not or whether you say no to it or not. And just like that puppy, assuming that no shields you from change is one sure way to have it jump on you and bite you hard. Let's be honest here. We typically say no out of fear, and some fears are completely rational. It makes sense to say no to jump in front of a car or no to ice cream if you are diabetic. However, These no's aren't the ones that keep us from living lives of tremendous satisfaction and happiness. It's those irrational psychological fears such as the fear of rejection, fear of looking stupid or the fear of being wrong. And on top of that is the fear of commitment, the fear of speaking up and the fear of facing our heart's inner, truest, deepest desires and so on. 
I could go on and on all day as the list is extremely long. And based on my years of interacting with human beings, most if not all of us have bought into some of these fears at least once in our lifetime. And these fears have shaped our lives not in a good way but often to our disadvantage and sometimes to the disadvantage of the people around us. So the next time you face something new and exciting which can potentially change your life for the better and all those irrational fears start rioting inside of you, what does it take to resist a no and say yes instead? It's simple. Use your courage. Every single one of us has a brave and fiercely courageous heart that resides within us. We just need to find it and connect with it. The courageous side of us takes actions despite fears and are willing to take on the challenge if it means that life will be more authentic and happier. What better challenges to overcome than the fears that keep us chained to our confined and boring little lives? Well, easy for you to say, Christina. You must be thinking this way right now, right? Now, hold on there. I understand sometimes it's not easy because our minds tend to catastrophize every little fear and make it seem like a huge deal that paralyzes us from taking action. Which is why I have prepared a series of questions for you that are designed to help decatastrophize or weaken your irrational fear when it crops up. Before we start, please prepare a pen and paper so that you can participate in this exercise. Write down your answers to each question and pause the video if you need to. Ready? Let's begin. Question number one. Ask yourself, what is the imagined potential catastrophe that you are worrying about? Question two. On a scale of zero to ten, zero being not bad at all and ten being absolutely awful, how would you rate the imagined potential catastrophe you are worrying about? Now here, it's important to put things into perspective. Let's assume a 10 would be being diagnosed with a terrible terminal cancer or losing a loved one. Now how would you rate your current fear as compared to these events? Question 3. How likely do you believe the event is actually going to happen? On a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being 100% certain. You might also want to note down if a similar event has occurred in the past and if so, how often? Question 4. Assuming if your fear did materialize, what is the worst that could happen? If you are worried about a job interview, the worst that could happen would be that you messed up during the interview and you didn't get the job, for example. Question 5. On the other hand, what is the best that could happen? Using the same job interview example, in this case, the best that could happen would be that you would get the job or even if you don't, you would have gained valuable experience, learned from your mistakes and would perform better in future interviews. And question 6. Looking at your fear from a third-person perspective, what do you think is most likely to happen? Question 7. If your fear did materialize, do you think you'll be okay in a week's time, one month, or even one year? Question 8. If your fear did materialize, how would you cope with it? How have you coped with similar events in the past? Question 9. What could you say to yourself to reassure yourself? What story could you tell yourself about the situation that would make you feel better and believable? Again, 
Using the same interview example, the story you could tell yourself would be regardless of the outcome. What matters the most is that I have put my best foot forward. I have been offered an interview in the first place because I'm potentially a suitable candidate. Even if I don't get offered the job this time, since there is fierce competition and someone else might be better qualified, I know that I'm doing something right in my job search efforts. As long as I don't give up, I'll eventually land my dream job. Question 10, which is also our final question, would be After going through this exercise and looking at the situation from a different perspective, re-rate how terrible you believe this catastrophe will be on a scale from 0%, not so bad, to 100%, absolutely awful. And if you have done this exercise correctly, the chances are that you would have rated the so-called catastrophe much lower this time round as compared to the start of this exercise. Isn't it amazing? This just proves what I have always preached on my podcast, that we have the power to change our minds anytime we want to. We just have to reframe our thoughts. I hope you found this episode useful and promise me that you do yourself a favor. Right now, seek and identify an Overcome at least one of these inner irrational fears and find a reason to say yes today and every single day. You have nothing to lose except your inner coward. And before I end this episode, I just wanted to remind everyone that my ebook Change Your Mind, Change Your Life is finally out and available on Amazon. This book is a no bullshit guide to changing your mind and is organized around 12 very easy steps that provide readers with the tools to discover a positive, tranquil reaction to everything life throws at us. And you will learn the following from this book. Number one, being happy is a choice that you can make. Number two, you have the power to transform your life for the better by changing the way your mind works. And number three, how to follow in the footsteps of very successful people. If you're interested in finding out more or wish to get the book to transform your life or someone else's life, I have linked the Amazon link to the show notes. And I look forward to your support and I definitely hope you enjoy reading the book as much as I enjoyed writing it. So if you're interested in getting a life coach to support you on your journey, feel free to send me an email at enquiry at phoenix at gmail.com. Also, for more valuable content, you can follow me on my Facebook page at facebook.com slash riselikeaphoenix2021 or visit my website at www.riselikeaphoenix.bizbiz as in B-I-Z to find out more about my life coaching services. Thank you so much for tuning in. I look forward to having you again in my next episode. See ya!